Hey, y'all. So before we get started with today's podcast, Kat and I feel like it's very important to acknowledge what's going on around us. Um, As residents of Nashville, this has affected us personally. Um, As human beings, this has affected us personally and very deeply with everything going on with with George Floyd's death, uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as with the the protests um, and uh, and some of the riots as well. You know, we feel like it's very important just to just to put the word out that at the end of the day, we need to understand each other. We need to work together to create a better world for not only for ourselves, but for our children. Um, And we really kind of encourage everybody to stop and to really think about maybe what you say, maybe what you do, what you can say, what you can do that would make the world a better place. With that being said, Kat and I would like to take a moment of silence before we get into today's episode to just kind of acknowledge what's going on, to pray for hope, love, and peace uh, for everybody who's been affected by this and so many of the other racial injustices that have gone on in the world. Of course, and if you would like to donate to any of the organizations that we talk about, you can go onto our show notes and we'll have links on our website. Thank you. Welcome to the Tenant 2 Podcast. This is Kat. And I'm Catlin. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about some really fun stuff. Um, as a little bit of space nerds, we're super excited about today's topic. So we hope you guys enjoy. How are you, Kat? I'm doing great. Did we just do an intro? We did just do an intro. Shut and it was so the good. Front door. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the world has How ended. about that? We are on episode <laughs> 70. We've been doing the 70 times. And we finally have a freaking intro. Yeah. Uh, it takes us a little bit. You we'll know, whatever. <laughs> At this oh, point, man. we almost might as well have just not done it. I feel like people like the awkward, like, hi, y'all. Yeah. I have heard that people do enjoy the awkwardness of our intros. Guys, we're just as awkward no matter what. We promise. Yeah. This is... <laughs> oh man we're just trying to be a little less a little more fancy a little less awkward but we're still awkward af it's all fake yeah it's all fake (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's it's super like it's gotten i think we skipped spring like we oh yes we did it lit it's like we are so into summer now it is so hot and humid the humidity i am yeah oh my gosh Like, I know that I kept saying, oh, I'm ready for summer. Oh, I'm ready for summer. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because, like, I don't really get summer vacations this year. And so now I'm just over it. Like, summer's not fun. If I don't get to go lay out in the hot, humid weather at the beach, like, I don't want it. It's different at the beach, though, because then you have, like, the breeze and you have the water. I don't know. I I agree. I feel like it's more bearable. I'm fine with it at the beach and I'm fine with it at the pool, but man. My husband, he's tried to get me to go twice this weekend. He's like, let's go hiking. Let's go. And I'm like, it's like 93, 94. It's 100% humidity. I no, I'm good. I'm just going <laughs> to chill here. No, thanks, um, <laughs> uh, we talked about a few weeks ago, actually, like getting some inflatable pools to put in the back. And I, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm about to go buy some. Girl, and we're going to be... 
recording our podcast in my backyard. I, I'm going to send you, I literally downloaded a TikTok video that I'm going to send to you. That is exactly that. It's a BYOP party. So bring your own pool. <laughs> And it is life. And I think that oh that's where we should start recording our podcast. I think so, too. I'm Let's down. do it. Let's, Let's go for it. freaking do it. Because electronics and water, they go together. So, so well. You should, you should see my bathtub set up. I'm like, like, it's real shady. There's a laptop. There's like the phone. There's AirPods. It's a whole situation. The facts that I have not, knock on wood, hang on, where am I? All right, knock on wood. The fact that I have not dropped something in my bathtub or the shower is a miracle. Like, yeah. man, so ridiculous. Or even at the beach or in the pool, I take. I know you got to get those videos. You know those photos yep. for the gram. Oh, yep, it's man. worth it. Exactly. Look, I mean, basically, if I'm willing to wear my speedmaster out in this humidity. Um, then my phone will be okay, right? Yeah. Speaking of Speedmasters. Speaking of Speedmasters, we're talking. We have a cool show today. Space watches. Yeah. This is so. Maybe we're a little late to the game, but we still think it's fun to talk about because SpaceX. What was that? Two weeks ago. SpaceX was May thirtieth, so it was like two weeks ago. May. 30th yeah so spacex officially launched in our defense last week we had the episode with zach um yeah yeah which was so fun oh Oh my gosh i did a thing since this episode what i did a (gasps) thing i did you buy camo strap i ordered a camouflage watch strap (gasps) yes it should be here in a couple of days and um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I feel like once you have a camouflage watch strap, it's a real slippery slope to just like chugging natty yeah. lights and, and wearing flannel and I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. You're welcome to the dark side anytime. <laughs> I just ordered one, so calm down. I don't know that I'm I'm converted. I also ordered a green watch strap. Like man, I'm not around you too much. Who are you? I, who is I this person I'm talking to? I am to? anymore. I'm having a real crisis. Real crisis. I think everybody's having a little crisis right Amen. <laughs> to be fair, I yeah. haven't bought the World Time Aquaterra yet and try to claim Ooh. it as a, as a tax write-off. So, so far, I'm not going mm. to prison. That's the next step. Like, that's got to be <laughs> it, the next step, though. A, it goes from camouflage to prison be, for tax evasion. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I got you. I got you. Put money in my commissary, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But that was such a fun episode. So um, def- if you guys haven't listened to it, you should definitely go back and, and give it a, a listen. Um, it was so, like listening back. It was so I forgot how long we spent talking about camouflage and like Zach's <laughs> history with it. He's so knowledgeable about it. Um, he is the camouflage expert he, for sure. He's an expert at everything. I mean, it, it was just so fun talking about photography and life and, and cycling and um <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was He's a great man. time. Great episode. Um, yeah. But, so let's do this. Before we get to talking about space and everything else, let's do a wristwatch check. So yeah. Kat, what are you wearing today? I am wearing the Seiko King Turtle, um, the SRPE05, I believe. And this is the one that has the sapphire crystal and ceramic bezel insert on it. And uh, I don't 
I'm not a person that has a weekend watch because I do wear everything quite a bit. But if I had to choose a weekend watch for me, it would probably be this one. I don't know. I am such a lover now of these turtles. I don't, I never even considered them because of the size. I immediately just put them in the back burner. And when I saw this dial, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a chance on it because I love the dial. I love it being green so much. I'm so glad I did because I was always like a huge SKX fan and I still am. But this thing wears so great on my wrist. It's big, yes, but it feels so good. It wears so well. And I know we talked about this on a, an episode that's coming up, but Seiko just ha- does this magic with their watches. Mm-hmm. And man, it's so good. Like, it is so good. And um, yeah, I'll definitely keep my eye out in the future for some cool turtles that come out because I do really love this one. You know, I, I get a little added bonus with, you know, the ceramic bezel and uh, the sapphire crystal that you don't usually get in just the standard turtles. But um, yeah, I love this watch. So let me ask you this because I've noticed that since you've gotten that Seiko you've not been wearing a different Seiko where does the Alpinist (laughs) fit in your collection now I honestly I have not worn the Alpinist in probably I think I haven't worn it in like three to four months honestly I haven't even pulled it out of safe um so this one has and I and I have tossed and turned over just selling it keeping it selling it keeping it um I could sell it but there's nothing really I'm looking at right now so I figured well I'll just keep it and I can decide later if there is something I want a little bit more if I had to pin the two together I would keep the turtle over the alpinist for sure and that's saying a lot because I'm a huge alpinist fan I love those watches Mm -hmm. but I just tend to wear this one a lot more now if it feels a little bit better on my wrist. It's a little bit more useful with the bezel. I do use it to time things. Um, so, well, yeah, I feel I like it's a little bit. One. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit more of an actual like kind of beater adventure watch than the Alpinist would be. Mm-hmm. I know that Alpinist has this history and it has a story behind it, but it, yeah, and yeah, it is. It's a tool watch. But here's the reality: we don't use our <laughs> our watches as tool watches. Like no matter what, no. if you get a scratch on that thing, you're gonna be pissed. You know. So I'm definitely yeah. not all about like beating my tool watches up. But I feel like mm-hmm. the Turtle is a watch that you you can wear more safely almost like with the ceramic bezel, like, you know, the Alpinist has that high polished bezel. So, you know, if you, if you Mm -hmm. scratch it, if you hit it against something, you're going to have a deep scratch right there, right on your bezel. I don't mind scratches in a case as much, like, especially on the sides of a case, because you don't really notice it unless you're, you know, unless you're us Mm -hmm. and you look at your watches way too closely. Um, but the, (laughs) the ceramic bezel, it definitely makes that watch to me more of an adventure watch that you can, you know, you can work around the yard in, or if you were to go hiking, not in this Tennessee summer, um, you you could wear it and and be very comfortable with it and not have to worry about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and with the, the Alpinus, you know, one of the gripes I've always had is the loom wasn't that great for a Seiko. And, and this thing is like amazing, um, stays bright all night. I can clearly see it. And if you were, you know, hiking or doing some outdoor adventuring, like I would probably more likely want something like this on my wrist than the Alpinus, even though the Alpinus does have that rich history, um, the mountaineering kind of look and feel. Um, I do like the Alpinus a lot in the winter and maybe that's my problem right now because I do wear it on a lot of straps, um, brown straps, brown leather. It looks really good. So maybe that's why I haven't really worn it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere for now. Don't worry, y'all. I know <laughs> I've like, I've gone, I've, I think this is my second ra- round buying this watch or buying the Alpinus, but um, it, it'll stick around for a little bit until I officially have something else that it, maybe I want a little bit more. But um, But anyway, what are you wearing today? 
I am extra nerded out today. I was super excited (laughs) about this episode. So, of course, I wore the Speedmaster. Of course. You still have it on that NATO you had it on yesterday? I had, what NATO did I have it on yesterday? You had it on a black NATO. Um, no, do not. I oh. took it off of that NATO today. I do love that NATO. So that black NATO, it's a, it's a kangaroo skin NATO. Um, so it's made out oh. of kangaroo tail. It's really cool just cause it, I don't know that I, that you may have ever seen it in person. Um, I'll try, so. I'll try to remember. I feel like I would remember a kangaroo tail. All the straps, <laughs> man. All the straps is a real problem. Um, of course, it was ethically sourced. I don't buy anything that's not ethically sourced. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool because it has like this really kind of weird. Te- it's very smooth, but it's also rough at the same time. You know, it's not what I expected. Actually, a friend of mine made it for made it um, and gifted it to me. So it, it wasn't what Aww. I expected because I had never seen kangaroo leather before. Like we live in Nashville, yeah, Tennessee. There's not a lot of a lot of kangaroo skin floating around. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. But so I took it off of that. Um, and I put it on actually the, the green NATO strap that I picked up from when we went to go see Josh the other day. Um, so today I had it on a green strap, just, I don't know. Cause it, I saw it, it just felt like changing it up a bit. Um, and then, yeah, so I have that watch. I also, because the astronauts double wrist, I freaking am double wristing and I have my NASA G-Shock on. I am all nice. about today's episode. And then on top of that, I have from our friend uh, Watch Thing Clothing Company. Um, I'll put the link on Instagram, but he does this really cool t-shirt that's like all sorts of like oh, yeah. vintage Speedmaster stuff. And it, it looks like a moon. I'm probably describing this so terribly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it has like like different markings from different variations of, of vintage Speedmasters. Um, it kind of looks like a watch dial. It, it has, you know, the 861 on there, Ed White, Hesalite. Um, it has the the very traditional, I noticed this at work today, it has the uh, the Speedmaster logo that you see at the 12 o'clock of all the Speedmasters that I'm not going to say what it looks like because we don't talk like that on this podcast, <laughs> but it's like right there prominent on the t-shirt and I was like, man, oh, no. <laughs> for everybody who doesn't know what this is, but it's okay. But yeah, so that's so I'm- me. I- I'm extra today. I like it. Yep, and I will put... Okay to be extra. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I love this t-shirt. So this is my second t-shirt from him. Uh, super comfortable. Love the material. Yeah. So. And it was nerdy. So let's go to space. I don't know. Let's go to space, okay. Why not? Well... <laughs> ten and two go to space. Ten and two. Ten and two goes to space. Like, we're not even going to the opposite side of the country anymore or the opposite world side of the world. We're just going to space. We said, screw this. Bye, y'all. What? 2020, <laughs> y'all. I think we're all signed up for SpaceX. Like, yeah. man, if one more thing goes wrong this year, I, I don't know that we could take it. Yeah. Um, but no, so killer bees. We've skipped the killer hornets. Like, where do they go? Bring those guys back. I don't know. I'm not asking questions on that one though, because really, Bring them back. Like, like, I'm it, okay. It just no. got worse. It got so much worse after the killer yeah. hornets. So, <laughs> man, like, what's next? What is going on? I don't know. The world. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm still determined. 2020 is going to be my year. So whatever. Okay. Can't keep me down. <laughs> Space hornet. I'm out. Like plagues. You're just quit. <laughs> wake just you. Done. Wake you up. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um. 
All right, so very cool. Obviously, uh, getting to space where there are no space hornets, there's hopefully no plague. <laughs> uh, so the SpaceX mission uh, finally launched on, on May 30th. Um, did you watch it? Or did you watch any no, part of it? No, I was bummed. I, I watched reruns of it, but I didn't watch I didn't watch it live, unfortunately. Did you? Were you able to watch it live? I was able to watch it live. So originally, awesome. I think it was supposed to have happened a couple of days before. Um, and then yeah. I literally started watching it like at 11 a.m. I watched like four hours of NASA prep. The pregame? The, yeah. The like, pregame? Yeah. I watched, <laughs> I watched four hours of pregaming. And then they called it off for weather. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So it worked because I was actually off on a Saturday. So I got to sit around on Saturday and, and watch it and uh, rewatch like the whole pregame thing. Um, you know, and it was a it was a great, great experience to watch it. I was bummed because Tyler wasn't at my house and he's such like a, oh. a space nerd. And I would have really loved yeah. to have watched that together. But it's okay. Yeah, it was so exciting. I remember like I watched the launch and I got goosebumps because it's just I mean, it's not something that happens every day. And you're so excited for them. I can only imagine the nerves going through their system as they're taking off into space and any astronaut that decides to do that. They're like the bravest people on Earth, I swear. Yeah, Um, I just can't even imagine. But uh, yeah, it gave me goosebumps. I was so pumped about it. Can you it's imagine? Just incredibly exciting, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine watching this like the original back in in the sixties? I know, like that. I know. It would, be- and we've become immune to it because like we've seen a million movies and we've seen so many oh, launches yeah. in our lifetime. But like being there when the first, you know, when the first launch happened, I can only imagine. And I would love to go to one someday. And I and I, me and my husband talked about like, okay, if there's going to be another launch, we need to try to you know be there for it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, a, it's such an amazing thing. Yeah, uh, it just breathtaking. Like you said, I mean, I had goosebumps watching it. Um, it was just, it was beautiful. It, it's just one of those experiences that, especially given everything kind of going on in the world, it was nice to, to have a pause. And, you know, yeah. I felt like for, for the first time in a long time, you know, we were united in our jo- in joy, like, um, mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, a lot of fear in these last few months. And this really kind of gave us all something to, to look forward to and something to believe in. Um, and it, it was really inspiring. Um, and and like you said, the, the astronauts, like I could not imagine doing something like that. <laughs> there's so many unknowns. Uh, uh, even now, yeah. there's still so many unknowns. But they did wear watches or there was a watch. I saw a watch. I saw one watch too. Yeah. I um, and I and I didn't do too much research as far as you know if if both of them were wearing watches or just one. But uh, but yeah. What well, was it? A it was an Omega, correct? Yeah, it was the Omega X thirty three. Um, which is that is, the Skywalker? Is that what they nicknamed that one? So there was one version of it that's nicknamed Skywalker. Like okay, um, okay. Yeah, I think I think there's been. Uh, I could totally be wrong about this. I think there's been three or four versions of the X-33 over the years. Um, but this was the, I, I believe this was the second generation version. 
Um, so for those, maybe for those who don't know, and of course there'll be pictures in, in our show notes, the X33 is actually uh, one of Omega's two only digital watches. So they do the X33, they do the Z33. These are basically watches that are designed for pilots specifically. Um, you can yeah. actually, a lot of a lot of aviation teams will purchase these um, and have them engraved with like their flight squad on the back of it, on the case back, which is really cool. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's their only digital watch. It has all it's so it's a dual. It's digital and it's analog display. Um, it does all these crazy like complications. <laughs> I have no idea how to even operate the thing. I've seen them quite a yeah. bit. No clue how they work. Um, but it it'll like measure your your phase elapsed time, your mission elapsed time. It has alarms and all this other stuff. It's just. I mean, it's definitely, it's a pilot's watch, so I'm definitely not looking to pick one up anytime soon. But I like yeah. that when tonight, when I was uh, doing some notes for, for tonight's episode for a recording, I typed in like SpaceX astronaut. And then like before I even typed W, so like the fifth or sixth search in the Google suggestion was watch. So uh-huh. clearly there's, oh. yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. paying attention to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And the uh, so the space or the the X thirty three has been worn by astronauts for quite a for quite a while actually, which is super cool mm-hmm. too. Did you ever see that YouTube video? Um, I think it was a, it was in two thousand three, and it was astronaut Don Petit. I think is his last name. Um, did you see this video of him servicing his own X thirty three in space? No, you've never seen. Oh, I have to. I'll the link will be on the on the show notes, but I'll like. Were there parts flying it. in the air? So when he, when he, like during takeoff or, or I think it was during takeoff, the crown on his X thirty three fell off. Um, and the problem, so the thing is with it being a digital watch, is the crown is where you have all the functionality. So he takes the watch apart. He just has like a duct tape workstation, basically. So like he's taking all the screws, everything like that, and just sticking them on pieces of duct tape that he has like taped to a a board or something like that. And literally just services, like reinstalls the the crown on his X-33, just on on the International Space Shuttle, like an Omega service center. Bravo. Yeah. That's awesome. Crazy cool. I'll have to send you that video, but I just thought, I think that it's, it's absolutely cool. Yeah. That's amazing. So besides the Omega X33, there has been quite a few watches that have gone into space. And of course, I think most people automatically think of the Speedmaster, which is like the king of all kings, um, the moon watch, um, which you're wearing today. And also has a million variations. And to me, it is like, I know how popular the sub is, but man, the Speedmaster to me is so iconic. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, it is one of the most iconic watches because even as a child and when I wasn't a watch geek, I wasn't a watch nerd. I remember seeing the Speedmaster when I was watching Apollo 13, the movie. Yeah. And I I never saw anybody wearing a sub. I didn't used to watch movies and think about I didn't spot the watches, but I remember spotting the watches when I watched that when I was younger. So it always just kind of like stood out in my mind as just such an iconic piece. And uh, yeah, I hold that with me today. I I love that watch. It's, It's wonderful. And you know, I didn't know until today that um, there was, what, four watch brands that were, that all submitted to be NASA certified. Was that right? Yeah. So, well, so the, the history of how the Speedmaster became the Moonwatch is pretty interesting because, so prior to Gemini missions, um, 
like astronauts just kind of wore whatever they wanted. Um, and then so, uh, like, for example, the first Omega that went into space was uh, in 1962 by Wally Schirra, who wore his own personal uh, Speedmaster on the Mercury Sigma 7. So in 1964, I believe, like NASA decided that they wanted to search for a watch that that astronauts could wear as part of a uniform. Um, and they had these standards. So it was like it had to be accuracy to plus or minus five seconds a day. It had to be readable in different lighting situations, had to be a chronograph, had to be resistance to shock magnetism and 50 meter water resistance at least. And uh, so the power, it could be manual or self-winding, but the watch had to be able to be manually wound. Um, okay. And so they sent this proposal to 10 different companies and only, so only four watch companies submitted watches to NASA. Like, could you imagine like, like if NASA sends you a letter and says, yo, like send me a couple of chronographs, I would think that you would be all over it. Right. No. Well, was NASA what it is today though? That's that's the thing. Did people were like, Oh, this is this is, you know, this is a joke maybe or I, I don't know. I you know, now obviously it's such a big deal, but I don't know how big of a deal it was then. I would assume very because we'd already been into space, but Right. Um Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one of the well, companies well, got, What were you thinking, people? <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody got a little salty about it too a few years later. Um, oh yeah so Bulova this is all the random stuff that I know um so Bulova <laughs> was one of the 10 companies that NASA submitted like a proposal to they never submitted okay. a watch to NASA so the four companies that submitted watches to NASA were Omega Rolex Longines and Hamilton but the ha- okay. Hamilton sent a pocket watch so they were kicked out so oh. it really was out of three watches but so okay. Bulova Never submitted a watch, even though that they, you know, one was requested. And then, like, in the 70s, I think, so right after, like, you know, the, all of the, the moon landings and all of this, I think it was, Mm -hmm. like, 1972 or 76, something like that. Bulova threw this huge fit because at that time they were an American-owned company. Um, And Bulova petitioned NASA um, that they had to redo, like, to search for a new watch because of the Buy American Act, which is essentially, uh, it's a, it's a law that's, um, basically, you know, if a government entity is needing equipment or supplies and there's an American company that can provide an equal or better quality at a lower price, then that, then the government has to buy the American version of it. They can't buy something else. Mm. And I think if I remember correctly, for a while, like some parts of Speedmasters were made or assembled here in America to be able to compete with Boulevard and to maintain uh, their ability to be the NASA issued watch. Wow. All the scandals, all the scandals way back in the day. Yeah. And I mean, just, and we'll talk about a couple different other watches. Um, cause I have a couple favorites as far as mine that have been to space, obviously, you know, the Speedmaster, but I love, 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 and want to own the Seiko Pogue. Like I love that watch so much. Yeah. So this watch was wore by, Colonel William Pogue and I think the reference number is 6139 so it's the yellow dial and it's got like the Pepsi bezel on Mm -hmm. it Um, I've heard that this watch wears really really big for even a Seiko it wears really large but um so (laughs) he wore it on the um the Skylab mission which was like 1973-74 and I believe that mission lasted 84 days but this was 
the first chronograph in space, the first automatic chronograph in space, I should say. I'll clarify that. But uh, kind of a cool story I read on this is that he kind of sneaked the Seiko on board because they didn't get their Speedmasters till late in training and he wasn't used to the Speedmaster, so he wore it on board, but he also snuck in the Seiko. All right, um, can we call out used not it. used to the Speedmaster? What is there to get used to, sir? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, just I know. say, hey, I want to, I want to bring my Seiko. Like, who? Well, yeah, I'm I don't know. I don't know if they would have approved it though. Pressures. Yeah, I don't know if they would have approved it. So he mm. put it, he put it in his pocket, um, and then he used it. And then when he, I think I read that when he was aboard the ship, um, or when he was in space, they he wore the Seiko. I think he wore the Seiko on his left with the U.S. Central Time, and then he wore the Speedy on his right, which was um, set to the Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. That's kind of a cool story. And and I, I'm just a fan of the Pogue. Um, aesthetically, even before I knew its its roots in NASA, I, I still like the watch. It's just a very cool vintage Seiko. And they have a, lots of cool dials. There's a, like a silver gray dial. There's a blue dial. Yeah. Um, but that one, and then of course, I do like the Accutron, the Belova Accutron, um, the astronaut that they do. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Are there any others that like stand out to you as far as the watches that have gone? Um, As far as like space? kind of story, I like the, the so John Glenn um, being the first American to, uh, to orbit Earth, he wore a Hoyer pocket watch. So again, like this is Hoyer because this is before it became Tag Hoyer. He taped it to his wrist. <laughs> like... That is so, oh, really? that's so utilitarian. That's a really big dad move, you know? <laughs> like, I could just imagine this man duct taping this watch, like, around his, his space suit or, or something like that to be able to wear it. Um, just absolutely wow. hilarious. Like, I know, so in early, in early Soviet um, space exploration, um, obviously, so the first man in space was Yuri Gagarin, uh, or G- Gagarin, I believe it's Gagarin. Um, who uh, wore a state-issued Stramansky. So Stramansky, I know, has a big cult following with a lot of people in horology. Um, but then later on, that uh, the NASA or the uh, the Soviet-issued watch wound up being Strela um, for for quite a long oh. time, which I, I think is really interesting too. Um, yeah. Let's see. There was Brian Bien or Ben. Dang it! Really should have practiced these pronunciations. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who wore a uh, a ball engineer hydrocarbon space master? I think that's super cool. Oh, that's Mostly cool. because I keep seeing ball watches everywhere right now and really want to check them out. Yeah, you know, ball. I, when I think of ball, um, you know, I obviously think of their history with trains, but because that's where I think their roots are. Their roots. Yeah. They were a. Uh, they were the timepiece for for conductors and train masters at the time. But now when, you know, their, their current models, I think of a very like very tool watch, you know, they're mm-hmm. so tough. They've, they've got all these like great specs and um, I'd like to check a, a recent model out. We need to try to reach out to them actually, because I love tritium. I love the tubes that they do. And um, I've actually owned a couple balls and I, I think oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> I was I was trying to be the adults who didn't start giggling, oh God, but thank no, you for I can't, that. I can't say you had that. to leave it in I can't there. Say that. It's there. No. It has to stay. So you've owned a couple of balls, Kat. No, it has to stay. Move on. What, how did you feel okay. about the have, balls that you? Owned? I I have owned. I have owned several. <laughs> We're adults. We got this. We can talk about the ball watches. Uh, yeah, I have owned. 
a ball watch. And um, I got to say, I was impressed with the quality. Um, the style of the two that I had just wasn't for me personally, but they were very impressive watches and I was impressed with the quality of them. For sure. You know who else uh, has an, an official NASA certified watch? Timex. Hmm. I mean, I what? thought that was super cool, actually. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, you would is think it, that Does it have would... Snoopy on it? No. <laughs> it does not have Snoopy on it. No. Oh. Unfortunately. That um, would be really cool, though. Yeah. Where was... Ti- oh, you know what? So, here's... I totally forgot about that. And then Timex what? released those cute Snoopy watches. Ti- I feel like yeah. Timex's marketing team really missed, like, a... a pretty cool opportunity to to push that story yeah because they released them several months ago and even last year like Like i feel like they could have waited a little bit and like really have done it well yeah it was some like it was some digital watch you know that timex had done i'll I'll see if i can find some pictures of it and post it with our show notes um but still like i genuinely had no idea and and maybe that's where like timex focuses a little bit more you know they don't focus as much on the enthusiast community because obviously as enthusiasts we would know like the importance of watches in nasa um, you know, versus like just regular, you know, the regular world of non-watch nerds. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But even then, like everybody loves NASA. NASA has such a following. So I don't know. Timex yeah, missed out. Timex missed out. All right. So since most astronauts wear two watches historically, we have mm-hmm. decided if you and I were going to space, we said screw 2020. We're done. We're hopping on the next SpaceX <laughs> shuttle and we're getting the F out of here. Yeah. What would we wear? Given oh, if we want this is to such a hard decision. It really was way harder than I thought it was. Um, but so we talked about the the NASA tests to begin with, right? That you know, the mm-hmm. the four watch reds had to go through all these tests. So they went through 11 of the craziest tests ever. So including high temperature, low temperature, pressure, humidity, oxygen, shock, acceleration, decompression, high pressure, vibration, acoustic noise, right? So 11 crazy yeah. tests. And like the the temperatures were insane. Like I believe if I remember correctly, like the hands on the Rolex melted during the temperature test. So like Ooh. insane insane test Rolex couldn't take the heat get out the kitchen Rolex (laughs) yep so um so did you take any of these tests into consideration when picking your two watches well I didn't because (laughs) I think a lot of watches nowadays honestly are going to pass the same test that some of these were were put through because I think a lot of watches now are built they're overbuilt I think they they have features on them that we don't really need or want um and I think most most watches would be okay flying into space at this point more so than they would back then I think temperatures have changed and what they're going to deal with you know I don't think water resistant is a big issue there I mean uh, unless you like run your hand through the floating water or something and I feel like you can avoid it pretty much at all costs while you're in space um so no I I I didn't what about you did you consider these tests nope not in the least (laughs) and I can tell you why and I think we're fine I think we're fine yeah no I I I know I'm fine I will I will explain (laughs) my reasoning when I explain my my watch selections but now I'm good I'm not worried about these tests whatever no 
No, I think I think probably whatever watches we pick, um, I think they would pass these tests. Well, let's see. Let's see what we would wear into space. <laughs> so, cat. And now we we uh-huh. have no idea. We've not taught like literally. No, we just I have no idea. We have no idea. I'm gonna I laugh so hard you. if it's the same. I texted you and I was like, my picks are freaking crazy, and you were like, same girl. So this should be a good time. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I have one one crazy pick and then one somewhat normal pick. Maybe. Oh no, mine are both crazy. So, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm gonna justify them. I'm gonna let you know why I went crazy. So, okay, what is your first pick? My first pick is a Grand Seiko snowflake. So this is <laughs> okay. the SBGA two one one. Um, that is (laughs) the spring drive movement. Now, before you get on me, because I know everybody's like, oh, wait, Kat, I thought you didn't like titanium. I know, but like I've said before, I don't, I don't like titanium watches. Now, I don't think titanium is going to be a problem for me when I'm in zero gravity because I don't think I'm going to notice that difference. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to notice that difference like I do here on earth. So, um, with that being said, I picked this watch for multiple reasons. This one has the spring drive movement, which is a a high frequency quartz um, that basically has the illusion of a mechanical watch, you know, very, very smooth movement. Um, It is titanium, 41 millimeters, um, plus or minus one second a day. So incredibly accurate. It's got a good power reserve on it, 72 hours, not really needed because I'll probably be wearing it every day while I'm in space, just saying. So I, the reason I picked this watch was because I wanted to have something in space that I could marvel at and I could stare at because aside from the fact that you're in space, like you can look out the window and look at the earth. I know, I know that. But at some point you get a little bit bored, you get a little antsy, right? And you might want to just calm yourself down by looking at your wrist and watching this incredibly smooth hand on this just mesmerizing textured dial that this watch has. And and it reminds me of snow and it reminds me of home. It reminds me of earth. And I feel like I want something that reminds me of my home planet. And I feel like this watch very much does that for me. Again, it's just, it's incredibly beautiful. And the spring drive, which I didn't know this, I was kind of looking into this movement because I did a little bit take into consideration if it was going to be tough enough for the trip. And it absolutely is because spring drive apparently offers more shock resistance than traditional mechanical movements because there's no balance wheel. Oh, that's so it's, it's even more, yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know why I don't have spring drive now. Now I want a spring drive. <laughs> oh Lord. Hashtag all I know, the watches. I know. But, um, so that is my first pick and, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy with that one. What about you? What, what's your first watch that you're going to take with you into space? All right. So I'm coming at this from a whole other level, all right? I looked up the cost of going to space. Here's the thing. I freaking suck at math. I am not going to be an astronaut. There's no way they're going to be like, oh, yeah, girl, you got this. You can do all this math in your head. Go on up in in that rocket ship. No, no way. So the only way I'm going to space is if I pay for it. Do you know how much it costs to get into space? As a civilian, I would have to say fifty million dollars. Damn. Okay. So is that close? NASA's civilian cost estimate is fifty million just to get there, 
But then oh, I was I was right on it. <laughs> but then NASA is estimating they're going to charge thirty five thousand dollars per night on the International Space Shuttle. Like, mm. yeah. So I got to be rich. OK, like, yeah. So I took <laughs> that's what I based my my two picks off of is the fact that I'm rich. Um, so okay. insane. So that- won the lottery. <laughs> Uh, Catlin, I don't know. I don't know what I did, but all the watches is not a problem anymore. Um, so that being said, I don't have to worry about things like these. You know, if something breaks, I'll just buy another one or I'll just get yeah. it fixed. I got all okay. the mo- I got $50 million plus like however many nights I want to stay on the space shuttle. So and you know that you know they're gonna have like an eight night minimum. Let's be honest, like it's gonna be ridiculous. It's an expensive trip, okay? So, so my first pick is from Debithune, the DB twenty eight Turbion. <laughs> I I just want wow. something that looks futuristic and sexy and fun, and it looks like space. Um, these things, it just reminds me, like, when you look at this watch, it just looks like it belongs in space. Also, incredibly... Yeah, I'm looking com- at it right now. Yeah, it, it's incredibly comfortable, too, um, because it has these float... They call them floating lugs. Um, and so, like, it just lets the watch sit incredibly well, even on a small wrist. Um, so I don't have to worry about it looking too big or feeling too big. Uh, the lugs, I think this thing would look great on one of those Velcro issued, you know, uh, NATO straps for sure. Yeah. By the way, I know that they, that the Omega Speedmaster like box sets now come with a Velcro issue, like the NASA issue Velcro strap. If somebody has figured out how to wear that with a pair of blue jeans, just real casual, let me know. <laughs> Send me a picture because I am so curious as to how somebody could pull off that long strap. But back to my point. Yeah, this thing is amazing. It's sexy as hell. It's just black and titanium. Um, and I love it. Again, I'm going with you on the titanium. Don't come at me in my DMs. I think at some sort of price point, I'm okay with titanium. Uh, <laughs> Sapphire crystal, which is super hard. It's got that open case back. Um, or no, it does not have an open case back. Wait, wait for it. I don't think it does. It better at that price. <laughs> I don't think it does. Let's just take that out. Oh, yeah, it does because it has the power reserve situated on the case back as well. So it's just Ooh. sexy. I've never seen one of these in person, but I think they're just so hot. And when I think about a watch that I want to take in a space, I'm going to flex on all y'all, okay? With my, yeah. like, millions of dollars that I paid just to get there, flexing. So, <laughs> sorry, Speedmaster. No, master, I mean, and I think, like, home. that that watch is, like, super futuristic. And, um, you know, if you were going to space, you'd want to have something that, like, reminds you of it when you get back. And, like, that is a very great option. Yeah. for Right. Thank you. Cool. I'm glad that you support this option. I support you. Oh, thanks, boo. Ride or die. We're Aww. going. We're going together. We're going to space together. Remember? <laughs> I would, can we get a discount? Can we? Hey, all right. Can we share a room on the space shuttle? <laughs> like, can we split that thirty five? I don't think there's rooms. <laughs> oh man, at thirty five k a night, there. I better get a damn room and some room service. Okay, mm. <laughs> you're sleeping. You're sleeping in that bunk. Oh yep. damn it, man. A cot. Uh, 
Oh well, <laughs> a girl can hope. Then they need to get the yeah, they well, need to get some stuff together before they start charging those prices. Is all one I'm saying. of these days. And I mean, I just want to pause for a second because this whole SpaceX mission. Um, and I'm sure everybody knows, but the goal that I've heard in mind is is you know they want to start transporting people into space at a lower cost, especially for the United States because we have to pay you know Russians or whoever to transport our astronauts for an incredibly ridiculous amount of money. Um, but now we can do it a little bit cheaper if these missions become successful, but like that's also to, I think Elon Musk said he wanted to start, you know, working towards building settlements on Mars, which is Mm -hmm. just mind boggling to me because I just like, you see that in movies and I'm just, I don't know. I still don't get it. (laughs) It's just, it's so beyond what I can comprehend. Um, and I know it's coming. I mean, it's, it's going to be here whether it's in my lifetime or not. Wow. It's just, uh, it's just incredible. And I want to also say, I watched a movie last night. It just, just reminded me because it was about space. It was that Ad Astra that had Brad Pitt in it. Came out, might have come out earlier this year, actually, uh, now that I think about it. But uh, everyone said it was terrible. And granted, it was a really slow movie, but I thought it was like, I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, yeah. Cats anyway, glowing reviews. Random, random I thought it was decent, not that bad. <laughs> It wasn't as bad. Like, people said it was terrible. And I expected to be watching a terrible movie. And I was still, I was entertained through most of it. It wasn't a happy-go-lucky movie. It wasn't funny. There wasn't a lot of action. But there was a lot of space in it. If you love space, you love NASA, the shots in it, the cinematography was amazing. So I'd watch it just for that. But it was really cool. Um, I'd still recommend someone to watch it, even though it's, it's not my favorite by any means. All right. All right. Where are we? Sorry. What's, what's on I your... got off track for a second. <laughs> so you've got the snowflake. <laughs> snowflake is your is I got your, the snowflake on my watch. left wrist. What's on that yes. right wrist? <laughs> so on my right wrist is um, another titanium watch, actually. And I went, I, I didn't splurge too much with this one. I went with a G-Shock Square titanium camo watch. Um, I love this edition. Bring that red neck to space. <laughs> I had to because look, at the end of the day, it's still me. And like, yes, I could go with like much cooler G-Shocks, but I want something that's like, someone looks at me and they're like, that is totally cat. Like she's wearing that. That's her. Um, now I would love to see, you know, G-Shock come out with like a white ghosted camo version of this watch. I think that would be so cool. Wouldn't you? Like I would All buy right. that in I'd be a down. second. Why does yeah. G-Shock do a white? <laughs> now this doesn't make sense actually. Like a, and like a yeah. What do you call it? Like a snow leopard camo? Like I don't know. Like just a snow camo. <laughs> we don't have to have a snow leopard in there. But I know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure snow that camo. they make just snow snow camouflage. Yeah. And whoever from G-Shock is listening to this, we want a cut of that when you put that out. Okay. Thank you. Yes. That would be so yes. hot. You could do pops of color too. Ooh. Yeah. You could do gray and like it. a blue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. I we, would I am emailing G-Shock die for that watch. Tonight. Like we are yeah. on this. We'll get the official name from Zachary. I don't know what the, the winter camo is called, but um, I'm sure there is a <laughs> good sure name he, for it. He knows it. <laughs> He <laughs> bet he does. Um, but this, you know, the watch is, is ion plated. Um, and then they do this laser etching 
uh, dotted camo pattern to it, which is just amazing. And I am honestly surprised that I like I don't have this watch, to be honest with you. I think when I first saw it, I wasn't totally in love with it. But now I, I really have grown to like it. But um, the reason I picked this watch is, yes, I picked the Grand Seiko, um, but I still feel like you need a tool watch in space. You need something that you can set multiple time zones with. You need to set alarms. You need to be able to time up, time down things. And this also has a solar technology to it. So when you're out there working on the ship, you know, it can charge up from the sun. I don't know. It's, it'll charge. It'll be fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that you. I still want to have something that I can use in case computers crash. Like I'll do my math. I'll figure it out. I'll use my watch. But I feel like I've got to have a chronograph and I want to go with a G-Shock. So there's my second pick. All right. Fair enough. All right. What what what's on your other wrist? So first of all, I read that SpaceX took like the most advanced computers like that they've ever had up to the I to the space shuttle. I would hope so. So I ain't worried about <laughs> technology, okay? If Elon Musk was in charge of it, I'm sure it's all good. I'm not worried about technology. Again, hashtag I'm rich. So my second <laughs> I'm rich bitch. <laughs> I'm ri- I was gonna say it, but I didn't think you'd let me say it. Uh, I don't bleep you. You don't bleep me. I, I clearly I'm not don't the bleep listen queen to our, our edited episode. Well, hashtag I'm rich bitch. No. So I am going <laughs> with the Richard Mill, the RM five two oh five. Of course. This is <laughs> This is the one. This is the one that Pharrell helped design. So it's a thirty-piece limited oh. edition. The, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I love about. that one actually. This is the one that it has an astronaut on the dial, and in the back of that, yeah. there's like Earth and the planets on this aventurine plate. Thirty pieces. Literally, the watch is a million dollars, but hashtag I'm rich. Um, so it's a manual wound <laughs> tourbillon. Look, tourbillon in space probably not the most shock absorbent. If it weren't a Richard Mill, tennis players wear it. This watch is made yeah. to be apparent, allegedly, supposedly, football players wear them on the field, even if they're fake. So it's <laughs> fine. This watch is made. Surely this thing can handle it. And if not, you know what? I'm rich. So um, it has a crown that's designed to look like the Martian rover tire, which is so freaking cool considering that SpaceX's goal, which I was going to mention, but you already beat me (laughs) to it, was to start colonizing Mars. So I'm already ahead of the game there, baby. Um, So it's red gold. No, that watch is perfect. It's great, right? So it's red gold. It's also brown cermet, which is a combination of metal and ceramic. Um, Don't know how it holds up, but I'm rich, so it's okay. (laughs) That is my plan. That is my second watch. I am balling in space. That's where I'm at. You are definitely balling in space, man. (laughs) I'm going to get robbed on the the space skate over here. (laughs) You are. <laughs> that's oh, hilarious no those are great picks i mean i i i like the second one better than the first one i really do i, do I, I think that's that, why i saved that's it. a perfect watch yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why i saved it for last this was oh, fun man. now i have to say this, this was, was so, much so hard like i feel it like was. this is the hardest of any watch picks we've ever had to do there's just like you literally we didn't set a price point so the world was no. our canvas we could have picked any watch whatsoever except for yeah, speedmaster you did text me and you said no speedmasters yeah 
I was like, no speedies because like we're gonna get one for free anyway when we go to space. <laughs> if we're astronauts, we will at least. But I'm not an astronaut. I'm not smart like that. I'm not math smart. That's right. So You're not gonna get a speedy. I'm not getting a speedy. You don't need a speedy. I'm rich, so it's You're okay. Rich. I'll just buy all the speedies. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was fun. I'm really curious. Like, yeah. I want to hear what some of you guys would have picked. So. Either on our show notes or on the Instagram post, like tell us what what watch you would take to space. Like if you want to go the practical route, if you want to go the I'm rich route, if you want to be historic or no limits. Yeah. Anything. Pick a watch, post it. Let's see what you guys got. Kat, is there anything else we need to discuss today? Does that wrap us up? I think that's it. All right. So before we wrap up today, I know that a lot of you guys would have seen that already on Instagram, but we want to give a special congratulations to Scott, who is at EDC Buffalo on Instagram. He was the winner of uh, the notice giveaway. Um, And again, like, so first of all, thank you to everybody who entered because we had tons of entries. It was so cool. Um, I loved seeing how excited everybody got about it because honestly, it's an amazing watch. I have one of the retrospects, so I know from personal experience, I'm also really eyeballing this particular retrospect. So (laughs) you have been eyeballing this one so bad, (laughs) man. All the watches is a real struggle, but always um, a struggle. Yeah. So I, I mean, really congratulations. This is such an awesome watch and thank you to everybody who shared and who commented and, and who just got excited yeah, and even saw, who got excited congratulating him for winning. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, these everybody's so sweet. I know. We have the best listeners, I swear. We have I the best love listeners. Our listeners. Um, but then also a, a big shout out to to Notice, to, to Wes and Colin. Yes. That was such an amazing giveaway. Um, you know, I we had a lot of people thanking us. Honestly, we had nothing to do with it. We just announced it posted no. it on social media they graciously that was don- it yeah that was it like this giveaway had nothing to do with us this was about them wanting to spread some love in the watch community so if you don't already follow notice watches give them a follow on instagram and check out their stuff like i have two of their yeah. watches we've handled several of their other watches they're a really awesome micro brand um based out of los angeles or based out of california and uh you know just two really great guys and i love supporting good people uh so definitely yeah. check those guys out definitely they are the two coolest guys ever i know i can't wait to meet them in person um i know that Ooh. they have another giveaway that they're sponsoring um over on Half Watch Tuesday. Um, so I'll put the link in our show notes as well. So if you miss out on this one, yeah. you can enter into that giveaway as well. And that is for the icy blue color dial, which I'm also obsessing over. So they're all like literally they're all so good. <laughs> <laughs> they're all sold out. So clearly they're all so good. Uh, <laughs> so good. Sorry. I'm, like I don't know what happened, but I pronounced that like crazy. So um yeah. <laughs> I think that's it for that's today. it. We have an yeah. intro now. Man, this is a good episode. We're freaking legit, man. Yeah. 70 episodes wow. almost a year later. Look at us. <laughs> oh, man. All well. Right. well, head over to our website, which is www.tenandtwo.com. That's spelled T-E-N-N and two. Um, check us out over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ten and Two Media. Give us a follow. Make sure interact with us. Like interact on our Instagram. Uh, we're both on there all the time. You're usually interacting. Well, there's two of us, so you're definitely interacting with one of us. 
Um, yeah. You know, we try, we respond to everybody's messages. We try to comment on everything. Um, but especially in this instance, I really want to know what you guys would have brought into space. So get over there on the link for this uh, or on the post for this episode and let us know. And that is us for today. That is it. I wish I had some like space thing goodbye. Like what do you, I don't know. What did they say Over in like Star Trek? Do they ever say anything? Star Trek? Yeah. Like way back in the day when I, like my parents used to watch it and I would watch it with them sometimes. All right. Oh. Clearly we're not, we're not really big space, uh, space show nerds. So no, never mind. I guess Trek. that's us over and out. Beam or... me up, Scotty. Like I know there that. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's is that that's not a goodbye. I don't know. Is that a goodbye? <laughs> is that a goodbye? <laughs> Beam us know. up and take us to space so that we can get out of here. So <laughs> we will let you guys go because now we're just rambling for no reason. So with that being said, bye, y'all. Enjoy your day. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.